Coming up on this week's show. Whilst trying to perform a kung fu kick, I flicked off one of my loafers and it went so high it landed on the canopy outside of Debenham's roof. I had tickets for Live Aid in 1995, but I couldn't bother to go as I thought it was going to be shit. Turns out, <laughs> turns out it's one of the biggest events in the world ever. Uh, you took money off men for, that allowed them to whack your ass. I'm sorry, Buzz, can I? <laughs> That's not how I phrased it, okay? <laughs> There's a really good video that exists of um, him slapping like a cobra. Wait, I'm not going to Google Malaysian man slapping a cobra. <laughs> uh, but thanks thanks for trying to draw me into that trap, though. <laughs> You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike, and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Welcome to your weekly dose of grumpy middle-aged men getting worked up about things that really shouldn't matter as much as they do. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special edition of the Mildly Controversial Podcast. Um, this week, we are having a challenge, myself and Baz. We're having a challenge for who is the best bullshitter. <laughs> so, but before we start that, Baz, I need to give you an update. Um, well, anyone who was listening to the last episode will know that we pretty much begged people to send us um, emails. Oh. Um, and um, last episode i asked baz to guess how many emails we had received um baz guessed a hundred the answer was actually zero so i'm going to ask you again baz um since last week how many emails do you think after begging for emails to be sent how many emails do you think we got uh oh god i hate this uh let's go for one Double that, Baz. We got two. Hey. <laughs> Thank two you, people emailers. emailed us, and I did say I was going to wear a t-shirt with their names printed on, but um, I couldn't get a t-shirt in, uh, printed um, between yesterday and today. So we got our first email yesterday. Um, so I will. Um, I'll give you a shout out, um, Chris and Sai. Many thanks. You've Ooh. made uh, you've made two very old men very very happy. Oh, we've um, reached those ranks now. Look at us. That's in. it. So I will be getting a T-shirt printed with their names on it. Um, it is going to happen. I promised, so I will do it. Um, so that is going to happen. So, yeah, this week's um, episode is who is the best bullshitter? So the idea of this is basically it's along the theme of two truths and one lie. So Buzz and I are just going to go through a bunch of uh, statements, two truths, one lie, and we've got to spot the bullshit. I'll start, Baz, because I want to start with some somewhere. Um, I want to start with conspiracy theories. Ooh, because okay. we did an episode on conspiracy theories a couple of episodes ago, and Baz challenged me to spot the made-up conspiracy theory. So I'm going to oh, yes. start my first two truths and one lie. Um, is going to be on conspiracy theories. So back at you, Baz. Go on, then. Um, right. So I have three conspiracy theories. Okay. Oh, Okay. Um, two truths and one lie. You sounded surprised that I had <laughs> well, three conspiracy theories, Baz. That's what two plus one adds up to. Yeah, but three con three possible conspiracy theories is a lot, to be fair. <laughs> well, it has to be, otherwise it's not two truths and one lie. <laughs> That's how maths works, Baz. We've been through this, Baz. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, no. Uh, but by the way, going back to the email thing, nobody emailed to tell us their favourites, uh, their favourite percentage. By the way, so we're wow. still waiting. We're still waiting for somebody to email us with their favourite percentage. Please do that. <laughs> so, your three um, 
possible conspiracy theories, two being true and one being false, okay? Yeah. The first one, chemicals in the water have turned the majority of frogs in the USA to gay. All right? One of Alex Jones' most notorious conspiracy theories is that the US government is using chemicals in order to turn people gay, using a mysterious gay bomb devised by the Pentagon. Jones said he didn't like the government, quotes, putting chemicals in the water that turn the frigging frogs gay. The majority of frogs in most areas of the United States are now gay. Right? Wow. That's the first one. Cool. Your second one, Simon Cowell has a prosthetic penis. Okay. <laughs> Successful people are often the subject of bizarre conspiracy theories. This one seems to have been put out there to counter Carol's reputation as a womanizer and to perpetuate the rumors that Carol is not the biological father to his son Eric. The conspiracy theorist's story is that when Carol was a boy, he crashed his push bike into a wall, hitting his genitals onto the gear lever, which tore his penis so badly it was irreparable. What? In later life, so the theorists claim, he has been fitted with a prosthetic penis which inflates to enable intercourse by pumping a small plastic balloon secreted in the scrotum. Wow, okay, I like that. I can't believe I read that whole thing without laughing, <laughs> like a child. Um, and the third one is Lewis Carroll was Jack the Ripper. The idea is that Lewis Carroll sprinkled anagrams throughout his works that admitted his guilt people who claim this to be true have to rearrange Carol's work so much that they have to cut the words around to make them fit. I'll recap, Baz. You've got a choice. You've got to find out which one is um, is the phony. In Chemicals in the Water have turned the majority of frogs in the USA to gay. Simon Cowell has a prosthetic penis. Or Lewis Carroll was in fact Jack the Ripper. You'll be pleased to know that I haven't heard any of these. So thank God for that. It's going to be it's, it's going to be just guesswork, unfortunately. That's a good thing, Buzz, because I know you did a significant amount of research for the um, for the conspiracy theory episode, and I didn't want to inadvertently stumble across one that you knew to be fact. So one of those is utter bullshit that I made up. Well, it's hard to believe that even two of them are true or, or actual conspiracy theories. Right, I'm gonna. I'm going to just Simon, Simon Cowell prosthetic piece. I'm pretty sure if that was a conspiracy theory, that would have made some kind of like cheap news. The gay frogs one sounds like an American one. And Lewis Carroll is Jack the Ripper. I mean, everyone's been listed down as Jack the Ripper at some point, haven't they? I haven't. Well, yes. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I bet who was alive at the time anyway. Uh, I'm, ooh. I am going to go with, I think, the completely made. And by the way, you read them out so well that they, you look like you'd read them off an actual internet page. Uh, I think Simon Cowell's penis is the one that you've made up. And it's a great start, Baz. I did make that one up. Well done. <laughs> it's just, well, I, to be fair, I would have thought being more more sort of British-based, that might have been something that made a, a Google page, so... There you go, Baz. Um, when I was trying to think of an imaginary, um, when I was trying to think of an imaginary conspiracy theory to try and uh, try and con you, um, I'm a little bit worried that that's where my mind went. <laughs> and quite a lot of detail as well. 
that uh, on on how he ended up needing a prosthetic penis and also how the prosthetic penis even worked. I don't know why I went that way. Yeah, I've never heard of, of a prosthetic penis before. I've heard of penis enlargements and like you know adding bits of fat and gristle to them, but that would be a great thing. Maybe you've just invented something new anyway. No, I think prosthetic penises do exist. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they do. Do you know where you can get one? Um, prostheticcocks.com oh, I'll type it, it in type it in it'll, uh, it'll get you close anyway won't it right I'm going to investigate one of those tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> right then Buzz okay right here we go then out of these three you have to guess which one is the lie I haven't done conspiracy theories these are actual just statements uh, I had an uncle who held the record for staying in a room with the most amount of snakes for 24 hours okay uh I got attacked by two lesbians in Cambridge and I didn't know how to tie a bow until I was at least 13. Ooh, right then. You, um, you're allowed to ask me questions on these, aren't you? Yeah. Good. I, I'll, I'll give you my uh, initial thoughts. Um, well, I hope, Baz, seeing as um, we are arranging a night out in Cambridge in February, um, I hope to God you didn't get attacked by two lesbians in Cambridge. Otherwise, you'll be feared for your life, the, uh, the the time that we're there. It was some time ago. Okay. Um, all right, then, I will ask you, yeah, talk me through that night, then. So I'd been out on a friend's birthday. Uh, there was uh, there was possibly, yeah, there was six of us leaving, uh, like, a nightclub. It was Lola Lowe's, I could tell you that much. And as we were leaving to go and get a car back to Bedford from Cambridge, um, I saw two girls kissing in the marketplace and I couldn't help myself. And I just shouted out lezers at the top of my voice. Cause I was quite drunk. Uh, they didn't think it was appropriate and came over and started to try and grab me and punch me. Um, and, uh, Liz, Liz protected me and everyone else was just doing the whole calm down business. And I was like, Oh, I'm, re- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it badly. When was this again? Six, seven years ago. Well, no, <laughs> maybe more, maybe up to, could have been 10 years ago, somewhere in that region. It, it, it definitely wasn't at a time uh, when it was socially acceptable to uh, to shout lezers at, uh, at, at a large, at like high volume. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it today because, like you know, drunken me does things which are not very PC and uh, like you, know, the way it works. Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh, the uncle. Ah, how, how how do you how do you just how does one get into a situation where they're trying to break a record for the number of 24 hours in a room with the most number of snakes. So this is my uh, Malaysian uncle. Uh, his name was, and I should add that, was Bahari. And he was a performer that uh, kept snakes. Uh, he used to have an elephant at one point, but he was basically a, an animal trainer, shower. So he would, mm-hmm. he, his house was full of snakes Um uh, his, what else would he have? He had some really weird kind of a- animals and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I, I guess as part of that thing of being in Malaysia, uh, there's a challenge, which is to see how many snakes you can like. Sh- so it's like a cage more than a room, but mm. it's, but you know, but basically you had to stay 24 hours in there. And there's a, there's a really good video that exists of, um, him slapping like a cobra, which is the thing I always remember about it. Mate, I'm not going to Google 
Malaysian man slapping a cobra. <laughs> that could lead to some trouble. Just in case. Uh, but thanks thanks for trying to draw me into that trap, though. <laughs> but it didn't work. Um, okay, I think I've heard enough, Baz. Go on, then. I'm going to say tying the bow. Yeah, you didn't ask me about that. I, was, I had a really nice story lined up for you. You are correct. Yes! <laughs> So I love that. I mean, do you know what? I was I was ready to go. I, I was leaning towards the snakes is bullshit. But as soon as you said Malaysian uncle, I was like, yeah, that's the kind of shit those boys get up to, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It could easily be. It could easily be. And it was. That's mad. Brilliant. So, so he's died since. Not not in a room. Not, for not, the not, not from spending. Not from like the cobra slapping him back. No, apparently he was crushed by an elephant. This is why I threw the elephant part of him. <laughs> Your uncle was crushed by an elephant. His own elephant, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I he, mean, got, he got bit. He got bitten by snakes numerous times. He, like, I think he had fingers missing and stuff like that. But this is amazing. I can't believe that you've got an uncle that was literally crushed to death by an elephant, and that wasn't included in one of your statements of your two truths and one lie. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Uh, I thought the uh, tw- I thought the Guinness Book of Records was the, was the best part. I've got to be honest. Yeah, well, well, it's. It, I'm sure he enjoyed it more. <laughs> right then, so it's one all. So yeah, we're, at the moment, um, we're both pretty shit bullshitters. Yeah, because <laughs> mm, we've got zero from two basically. So we've got a point each, but 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 just both by both of us being inept. <laughs> right, your go then, sir. Okay, right. Um, I'm going to go my next one I'm going to go with um, the three things are um, I once overcame my fear of snakes with the aid of a large amount of alcohol oh um, I'm still terrified of frogs and I can't touch cotton wool oh say it's it's tough because I know you enough to, to to have an opinion on these, but we've never discussed snakes or frogs until recently. Uh, and the cotton one, the cotton one is definitely a uh, is is is, a, is an allergy or a fear. Talk me through this. Uh, so snakes and alcohol. You got over your fear of snakes with alcohol. Yes. Tell me about tell me about how you got over your fear of snakes with alcohol. I was um, I was when I was working in my corporate job. Um, we had a conference, and in the evening there, it was I'm a celebrity themed. So they had like you could eat no live stuff, but you could eat like mealworms and all that kind of caper. But I didn't bother with that. But then I saw across the room there was like a, like the snakes and like this really long like python, and I saw it from the other side of the room, and I was terrified of snakes, and I just thought, I'll go. Shall I go? Shall I go? And I was like, Nah, nah, nah. And then. As the night went on and I got more drunk, I was like, Whoa, will I give it a go? And I was like, all right. So I got pissed enough to go up and like touch it and then run away. And then as the night went on and the alcohol got more and more, I ended up with the thing around my neck. So, so became a snake lover. <laughs> exactly. I won't say I'm a snake lover, but um, since I have um, encountered another snake in a similar sort of situation, and uh, yeah, apparently I'm not scared of them anymore. Well, and look, I mean, if one came in the house, I'd shit myself. Yeah. But I'm not scared enough that I can't go and handle one now. What was your statement about frogs? You don't... I'm terrified of frogs. 
Oh, okay. Any as you said, something you've always had your entire life. You just yeah, you pretty much. Pretty much, it's a, it, it's an irrational thing, just as all fears are irrational. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the. I mean, they look all right, but the crafty little fuckers—they'll sit still for ages, and then just as you're getting comfortable with them being around, they'll jump at you. That's what I don't like because they, they'll hide in the grass, and you'll be mowing the lawn away because you used to have quite a few where I used to where I used to live. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be mowing the lawn, and they, it's just the way they fucking ambush you. <laughs> they jump out at you. I mean, I know, look, I know they're not going to hurt me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's, it's not like it's not like it's irrational. those ones that you use for fucking poison darts or whatever. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, I know it's not a sense, and it's not a rational thing for a, a middle-aged man to be scared of frogs. But yeah, I am. And the last one was just you don't like cotton wool. Was it cotton no, wool? It's not that I don't like it. I can't touch it. Can't touch cotton. Wool. It's it's it, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's something about the. The texture or the that squeak kind of noise that it makes, it just kind yeah. of sends kind of like gives me chills and I can't. So, no, yeah. See, I sort of remember in the time that we spent building stuff together, whether we had to do anything with cotton wool, and I don't think we did. So, I can't really. I'll tell you, we definitely didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they're all highly plausible, particularly the one like you got over it when you were drunk. I'm just going to take a bit of a stab here and say that uh, you don't have a problem with cotton wool. Ah, oh, Baz, you're good at stabbing. Because <laughs> that's, that, that's another one. That's Get correct. Right. <laughs> that's the one I made up. I am scared of frogs, and I did overcome my fear of... Um, I did overcome my fear of massive uh, snakes, which are clearly more dangerous than uh, frogs. Um, but yeah. So maybe I just need to get pissed and go out in the garden. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not for the first time. <laughs> Perhaps wear some clothes this time. So, oh, <laughs> look, maybe it's because we know each other well now. Oh, maybe it's just either either we're shit bullshitters or um, I'm just having a really bad start. Yeah, possibly. Right, Baz, what's your next one? Right, okay. Uh, my mum was once on the cover of The Sun newspaper. Uh, I qualified for the Mr. Britain bodybuilding finals in 1997. Uh, I was a championship level trampolinist at the age of 14 and could have gone on to try out for the GB team. How do you like them apples? Oh, why was your mum on the front of the sun? So it was the, uh, the Queen's Jubilee in 1977. And when uh, and when the Queen came to Bedford, uh, all of us were outside our school. We had our parents with us. And, uh, yeah, so she was, like, you couldn't see me because I was too little, but she was literally opposite the Queen where they took a photograph of the Queen and the crowd. So nothing nothing from her, but she was she was on the front cover. Okay. Um, and Mr. Britain, what year did you say it was? 1997. 1997. So yeah. how old were you then? I was 30, exactly. Right. Um, where was it held? The finals? Yeah. The finals were held, I can never remember, it's somewhere up near Liverpool. I can remember, the, remember the, it's a long time ago, obviously. It was a place that used to have the finals all the time, on the seafront, in a big building, and it always used to come straight to me, but I can't remember it quite now. Southport? 
I'm grilling you to try and find out whether you're lying or not, and I'm giving you fucking clues. <laughs> That's not how it works, is it? I shouldn't be answering the questions that I'm asking you to try and get you out. Yeah. Weirdly enough, though, it is helpful. And then the trampolining at 14 thing. You were really good at trampolining. Yeah, yeah, really good. I was, uh, I was, I think it was a lack of fear, but as soon as I got on a trampoline, that I could, I was the first one that was able to do like uh, double somersaults. And then we did the, there's like an Arab uh, jump that you go up and you do a half pike. So that led on to me representing the county because there were so few kids at that time that were that of any kind of level of trampolining, because it wasn't really, it still isn't one of those things where everyone mm. does it. Uh, I was told that I could get a tryout for the GB team. But I got to that point of kind of going, as you know, I feel everything in life. I was kind of a little bit like, don't really want to get involved with that seems like a lot of a big step like you know take you know actually getting committed to doing something again they all they all sound quite plausible i'm gonna have to um i'm gonna have to make a decision here mr britain is plausible obviously because you're a big lad and you've done bodybuilding and i know this um i'm gonna go with you made up the thing about the trampolining i actually got some drumsticks here and i really wish that i could do them and like, <laughs> uh, i managed to get one past you Oh. <laughs> so the, the trampoline one is true, uh, the bodybuilding one is true, and my mum wasn't on the front cover of the sun. Your mum was never on the sun, right? That's you taking a 3-1 lead. Yeah. Oh, very good. Do you know what? I was uh, When you said your mum was in the sun, I was getting really confused, and I was remembering the story that uh, Rick told me about his mum. So I nearly accused your mum of running brothels. So <laughs> I stopped myself just short of that. Because that would be quite disrespectful to your mum, God rest her soul. Yes, bless um, her. <laughs> it's like, let's not let's not start a rumour now. Uh, now that she's gone. Okay, good stuff. Right, you're three one up. Right, my next one then. Okay, we'll do a quick one here, Baz. Go on. Um, celebrities' real names. Oh. Okay. Drake's first name is Aubrey. Bruno Mars is called Peter. Meghan Markle is called Rebecca. Oh. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I thought I would have heard about Bruno Mars because I like him. Um, Drake obviously sounds completely wrong as Aubrey, but then many people have had the most ridiculous names, famous people in history, haven't they? I see. I would have thought if Meghan Markle had another name, it would have made a much bigger splash in the news. But then she is an actress. Uh, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, would she, would she, would she be, you know, one of the uh, the princesses or formerly princesses of this country with an a, an actress name? I'm going to go for Meghan Markle. Oh, fucking hell. you got it right, but for the wrong reasons. Oh, she's God. not called <laughs> Meghan Markle. Oh, right. She's called <laughs> Rachel Meghan Markle. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I didn't think that through, did I? So Aubrey, uh, why not? Aubrey. Drake, Drake's yeah. real name is Aubrey Drake Graham. Mad. Bruno Mars's real name is Peter Jean Hernandez. Oh, the Hernandez. Meghan Markle is called Rachel Meghan Markle. Oh, so yes, yeah, she's just literally, yeah, I get it. I uh, see. I thought I wasn't putting you off the scent much. I thought I was like, I thought you might have heard it at the wedding, and I thought the Rebecca Rachel thing was enough to. Well, yeah, you, but it wasn't. Yeah, I, I walked a, myself into a trap. Well, actually, it's just my—it's just my inability to watch news that actually said what her real name was. I just assumed there wasn't any news. Well, I, 
I didn't watch the wedding anyway, so no. I, it, it would have passed me by, to be fair. <laughs> right, four one up, Buzz. Right, quick fire round. I broke my arm while sleepfrogging someone. I love animals and have eight tattoos of animals on my body. And I've abseiled from the top of County Hall Bedford for charity. Um, I'm going to say the middle one is true. I know you love animals and I know you've got a vast amount of tattoos and some of the tattoos are animals. So I'm going to say that one's true. Yeah. So okay. it's just, it's a 50-50 between leapfrogging and abseiling. And I'm going to say you didn't abseil down Bedford County, whatever it was. Down, down the side of County Hall. Uh, I didn't abseil down the side of Bedford County Hall. Yay! It's a point for me then. <laughs> yes, it is. I spotted your bullshit. So I had a chance to, uh, but I um, I was hung over and I didn't turn up on the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was hung over for my parachute jump, by the way. Oh, did you do it? Yeah. Oh, go yeah. Okay. <laughs> Liz- I did my parachute. I did a parachute jump in. The, I could have used this as one of my things. Um, I did a parachute jump in the clothes I went out, out in the night before because I'd got so pissed and it was my birthday and we'd had a lock-in that I'd basically gone home, fell asleep on the settee and then my brother knocked on the door to take me up to the uh, place where the parachute jumped. So I'd, I did it in like, literally in the clothes I went out in, in like Chelsea boots and everything. See, if you'd have said that one, I would have said bullshit. <laughs> oh, I should have used that one, shouldn't I? Right then, I've got another Go celebrity one, Buzz. Go on then. Um, here are three celebrity facts, two of which are actual facts and one of them is bullshit. Right, okay. First one. Elvis Presley was actually a natural blonde who applied boot polish to his hair to make it appear black. Ricky Wilson, lead singer of the Kaiser Chiefs, used to have selective mutism and didn't speak a single word until the age of 12. Wow. And the final one is actress Lucy Liu claims to have had sex with a ghost. <laughs> ah, right. So it's kind of weird because there was early there were early pictures of Elvis Presley with definitely lighter hair than later on when he had black hair. So that's a possibility. Um, but I'm quite a big Elvis fan and. Even seen, I wonder whether that would have been a, a thing that had come up in the uh, in the recent film about him, but it didn't. So that's one. Lucy Liu and a ghost. Hmm. Ricky Wilson, the mute. Right, I'm going to say that I think Elvis Presley is true. And I think the... Ghost one is true. I think Ricky Wilson wasn't a mute up to the age of 12. Oh, I'm a, not a very good bullshitter, Buzz, because you've seen through that one as well. 5-2. <laughs> Can I just say, though, that's a really great fact. <laughs> what, the, the, which one? The, the one that wasn't true? Yeah, yeah, the way it's made up one, yeah. Yeah, well, well, I like to think I'm good at making up these things, but... The numbers don't suggest I am, Buzz, because I'm 5-2 down. Well, I'm just the, the ghost one was like literally, it sounded like too plausible to be something that, that you'd made up. Uh, and the Elvis one, like because you obviously know a bit more well, but I just remember seeing photographs him when he was younger and he did have blonde hair. Mm, boot polish. There you Golden go. Blonde hair dye. Don't know what that's all about. I wonder if I could like put boot polish on the top of my head to look like I've got hair. Or in your beard. Yes, or in, so on I, your beard. You'd look like you'd you'd look like David Guest. Well, I used to I used to dye it. Your beard, 
Yeah, when it was like when it was still mostly black and just partly grey, I used yeah. to dye it. But then um, they changed the formula of, of the beard dye, and I almost melted my own face off. Ooh. It's very horrible, yes. Dude, that could have been another one of these. I almost yeah. melted my face off with beard dye. <laughs> I was at, Well, I actually went to a, a weekend at, at Bogda Butlins, and uh, I had to come home on the on the Saturday morning because my face was just a horrible, blown-up mess. I don't think you're the last person to come back from Bogda Regis with a horrible, blown-up face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that bad in Bogda. <laughs> right. I am going to weigh in with this one. Right, I have, a, I have a collection of beer mats going back to 1999. That's when I first started collecting them. Beer mats. The only swimming stroke I could do is the breaststroke. Mm-hmm. And there are 11 people that live on this planet that have a tattoo made by me that's on them. Okay. Um, initial thoughts are that. Uh, breaststroke is plausible because it's the easiest one to do. And I know a lot of people prefer it and, and so on. So that's a good one. And beer mats is also plausible because uh, my mother used to collect beer mats and loads of people used to collect beer mats back in the day. And you're not quite as old as my mum, but not far off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But then, yeah, you're into tattoos and lots of other people are, and I can see you designing tattoos or, you know. Oh, no, I tattooed them. You tattooed them? Yes. Okay. 11 people have had a tattoo by you. Right. Um, I'm going to go for the last one and say you haven't tattooed 11 people. I have. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so when we were at school, do you, do you ever remember that tr- that trend? It wasn't a trend. But you used to get a matchstick, put a, a needle on the side, wrap cotton around, dip it into your ink, and then stab repeatedly. Right. There are 11 people on that I've tattooed. I was just trying to remember them all today. Uh, and, um, I, in fact, I am one of them. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't have a collection of beer mats. I've got one. <laughs> it's not really a collection, is it? Don't know count as a collection. Can I, can I declare that one null and void? Because you do have a collection of beer mats, but it's just very small. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> Maybe I'm just good at bullshitting. I think you must be because so far you are definitely the best bullshitter. Okay, right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for this one now. Statement one: I once got sacked from being a paperboy for being wrongly accused of stealing Horse and Hound magazine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I once let my mates hit me on the ass with a wooden spoon in a pub car park for a quid ago, so that I could earn enough money for a few beers. Ooh. And the third one is, I once woke up in bed next to a woman I didn't recognise, and when I went to the loo, I couldn't remember which bedroom I'd come out of, so I slept in the bathroom under a towel. <laughs> By the way, that last one's a classic one. <laughs> so, I've got a for this. You once slept with somebody you didn't know, and when you went to the bathroom, you couldn't find the room when you came back. Yeah. Uh, you took money off men... For the, that allowed them to whack your ass. Was it bare ass or have you? Can, can, it's a subject. Sorry, Buzz. Can I, <laughs> that's not how I phrased it. Okay, <laughs> I, you've made it seem a lot seedier than it is, Buzz. Right? I said that I once let my mates hit me on the ass with a wooden spoon in a pub car park. You said I took money off men in a car park to smack my ass with a wooden spoon. Both factually true, but you've made it sound a lot more seedy than it actually was. I, yes, okay. 
Uh, they were your friends. It doesn't make it any less seedy. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I wasn't stood there like trying to like trying to get trade. You know, even a sign up. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I was I skinned and needed money, so I came up with the idea of my mate sitting me on the arse with a spoon. <laughs> and what was the first one? Um, that I once got sacked from being a paperboy for being wrongly accused of stealing Horse and Hound magazine. Yeah, it's the wrongly bit that's, that I think rings true on that one. And then I think... I think... I think you getting whacked by men that you knew in a car park with a wooden spoon for money is the false one. Oh, fucking hell, Baz. <laughs> I'm fed up with it. This is a stupid idea. Let's just stop this now. It's not, Baz, this isn't working. This, this, I, and, and I thought this would be a good idea and create some entertainment for people, but it's a bit boring. I don't think it's going to work. We'll do something else instead. No, let's talk about this, uh, the last one, because this is the story that I've focused on more. You get, basically, you saying you were wrongly accused for stealing horse and hound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean to be I, fair, you were wrongly accused. You shouldn't Yeah, have been I was wrongly there. accused. Listen, I was I was sixteen at the time and I was staying down in uh in West Sussex uh, with family friends of ours. And I was staying down for the whole summer. So one of the one of the lads of the family had a job as a paperboy in there and asked the guy like or, or they, they were looking for a paperboy. Said, Oh well he's here for the summer, do you want him to do it? So yeah, literally on my first round went and did it. And then next day I walked in, he went, No, Oh, what do you mean? He said, no, 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 no. I, tr- I trusted you and you stole the magazine. I was like, what do you mean I stole the magazine? He said, well, you know, uh, such and such rang up saying they didn't get the copy of Ho- Horse and Hound magazine. I was like, right. So m- maybe I put it through the wrong letterbox or something then. He went, no, 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 you must have stolen it. I was like, you know, this is a 16-year-old from a town just north of Manchester, right? <laughs> and I've been accused of stealing a magazine for fucking fox hunters. Do you know what I mean? You would have thought, it's like, what does he think I was doing with it? Do you know what I mean? If it was Match Magazine or Shoot or or a smutty one, do you yeah. know what I mean? Nuts or Zoo or something like that, then yeah, I'd have been yeah. like, yeah, I see what, I, I can see why you think that, mate. But fucking Horse and Hound, do you know what I mean? <laughs> do look like your... I was 16-year-old from just north of Manchester. I was like, do I look the type to get a red jacket on a play a fucking bugle on horseback? <laughs> Definitely not, mate. Well, weirdly, like, it resonated with me because I got sacked for being a, a, a news a, a paper delivery boy for, be, for being wrongly accused of stealing money off a doorstep. Ah, I yeah. thought you were going to say you got sacked for actually stealing yeah. Horse and Hound magazine, no, no, which would have been a bizarre coincidence. Well, if you'd have said I got wrongly accused of stealing money, I was going to go, no way. <laughs> <laughs> right, Embus. Well, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shoe in it. This is, this is a, a – uh, at the moment, Buzz, I'm 7-2 down, which is more of a beating than my mate's arse took – from wooden spoons in the pub, pub car park because it was him, not me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the story was true; it just wasn't me. <laughs> you see, I looked at that and kind of went, "If I turned up at the pub and you were saying, Baz, if you whack me ass with a spoon, you know, uh, give us, you know, you have to give us a quid," I would have gone, "Mike, let's save us all the indignity. I'll pay for the rest of your night." Nah, fuck that, Baz. It was brilliant. <laughs> go on, tell me, man. We wanted him to go through the indignity. 
It was the uh, it was the World Cup, you know, when the World Cup was in like early morning when it was yeah, in South yeah, Korea yeah. or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was called Peabody. I'll give him a shout. <laughs> um, he still is called Peabody. Uh, it's not his real name, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was um, he was skint, and he'd it got to like ten o'clock. The games had finished, and everyone else was like, "Fuck it, let's stay out." And he's gone. Oh, I've run out of money, and he was like, oh, "Is anyone like?" And, and the um, the place, the table numbers were wooden spoons in bottles. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. And he goes, oh, "Does anyone want to smack me on the ass with this for a quid? You want to see how quickly the queue formed, and like lads doing proper like warm ups. Do you know what I mean? Like stretching <laughs> and stuff. And it was just like his ass was in tatters, mate. He only got about. He only got through about two. <laughs> Because one hit, it welted up like a massive welt on his ass. Next hit went onto the welt, and he was like, Ooh, fuck that, yeah, that's yeah. it. I think two or three quid was all he made out of it. Sober. <laughs> Dreadful. Right then, Baz, come on. Right, okay, here we go. When I was 10 or 11, I can't remember exactly what it was, I got stuck up a tree I climbed and had to be rescued by the fire brigade. The only food I don't like on the planet is celery. Uh, and I once nearly had a fight with Bear, with a member of Bear Grylls' staff. Um, okay. Um, I believe that you had a fight with Bear Grylls' staff. Nearly. Nearly had a fight. I think I've heard you mention the celery thing before. If you haven't, then you've done well to pull celery out of the air because I'm sure you've mentioned that. So I'm going to say you weren't stuck up a tree. Chiching! Yay! I'm right. You are right. Yay! <laughs> I, de- I definitely saw it was plausible that you'd get Larry with somebody like somebody's that Bagrills' team or whatever. Oh, no, no, it wasn't even like that. Go on. So, one of the events I was working at, there was a Bagrills experience, and uh, we were tasked because we were building the show to supply them with logs for their setup for the you know for their camp and stuff like that told them where they were, when we went to collect some other logs that were for a, um, another event, they were all gone. Uh, so sent one of the lads who had gone to collect them down to where Bear, Bear Grylls had set up, and um, they were all being used there. They'd all set them out ready. So I said to him, look, politely, just go in there, so I'm really sorry, but these weren't all yours. You, know, you asked for eight, and you've taken eight, and you've take, but you've now got 14 on here. He told him to fuck off. And I was like, well, come on. So... He was on the radio to this guy. I think his name was Ross. And uh, he was, according to stuff we found out since, he was like one of Bear Grylls' right-hand men. Right. So, so on the radio, I'm saying, look, just tell him we're taking them. And uh, so this guy apparently was just on the radio. And apparently he turned around and went, bring it. When they said wow. we were going to come and get them. So uh, that was it. You know, like when you're the other end of a large site, a large, large field, so we started heading over, and I met my, mate, my tall mate, Gareth, and Tom. He was racing up there in his buggy. And uh, so I was, whoa, 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 slow down. So I hopped on with him, and we went up nice and slowly. And when we got there, he'd fucked off. He'd, gone, he'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> he saw Angry Man with beard approaching. <laughs> Literally ran away. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, did, I did climb a tree when I was 10 or 11, but I used to love climbing trees. I could always get myself down. Um, real quick one here. I've been to Oman for a day. I've been to Singapore for five hours. I've been to Thailand for a week. Now, see, I know that you're well-travelled. Because, like... Well, well, two two of them are true, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of working out how well-travelled and what kind of business you were doing. Cause like, so, it's, so it's Oman for a day, Singapore for five hours, Thailand for a week. So the Singapore one, I could understand because you get layovers, don't you, and stuff like that. So that, that might cover that one. Thailand for a week seems plausible just because you might have been doing Thailand and then nipping into the country next door. So I'm going to go for Amman because it seems less likely that you'd end up in Amman of all places. Yes, I've got one back. Go on, tell me. I've been to Amman for a day just because um, we were, Emma and I spent quite a bit of time in uh, in Dubai. We were we, we went to Dubai for like business reasons for like three or four, three or four times in one year. And uh, I was like, it's lovely here, but um, I've just seen flights. Flights to Oman were like literally like forty quid or something. I was like, oh, she's she got a Muscat. So we went to Muscat and stayed in this amazing hotel, absolutely ah. beautiful hotel. Um, but yeah, we just went for one day and then flew back to Dubai. So which one was hey. the bull- which one was the bullshit one? Oh, the uh, the bullshit one is uh, Thailand for a week. I've never been to Thailand. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that seemed like the most. That seemed like the most logical one. <laughs> yep. Never been to Thailand. Oh, look, Tim. It's a game of two halves. You might get all the next lot. Like, oh, let's out. hope so. Come on, then, Baz. Let's uh, let's have a quick fire one. Right. Okay. Um, I came. No, I didn't. I was <laughs> what just now? Yes. <laughs> I, I know you're leading 7-4, but it's not that exciting. <laughs> Would you guess that to be true, though? Right. The reason I got that wrong is because I used to always say that I went home when I went to my mum's house. I went around my mum's house once I'd moved out, and uh, when I walked in the house, I found Ricky from EastEnders sat on the sofa. Okay. Uh, I have done a bungee jump, and... Just today, I've been asked if I want to make a, a video for Hello Fresh for their Christmas boxes because I look like Santa. Oh, mate, hundred percent Hello Fresh Santa. I'm having that one. That's right. Um, Ricky from EastEnders sat in your mum's house or a bungee jump. Um, I don't know. Bungee jump in comparison to the other two just seems quite. Dull. So I think you might have made that one up. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Uh, I haven't been asked by HelloFresh, sadly. I was just thinking about... (laughs) 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 Mate, you are very, very good at this. um, That is very plausible because I know you do a lot of... um, You do ads and stuff. And I've seen you doing like loads of transitions dressed as Santa. So got me hook, line and sinker there, pal. But yeah, the, the Ricky one was quite good because uh, I literally, you know, like when you see someone out of context mm. and I recognised him when I walked in because he said, oh, all right. And then I went straight, I said hello and I went straight through the lounge and into the kitchen. And uh, in the kitchen was my mum, my sister and her best friend, Lucy. And it was Lucy's boyfriend at the time. I was there. Right. I walked in and went, do you know Ricky's sat on your sofa? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> He's with Lucy. Ricky! Because I couldn't remember his name because it's Sid Owen I've written down today. <laughs> I, uh, look, Baz, I I still reckon that people will be calling him Ricky now and it's oh, like mate. 30 years or whatever since he was, <laughs> or 25 years, whatever. And I did do a bungee jump uh, on the 1st of May, 1994. And I remember that date because it was the day that Ayrton Senna died. There you go. 
not as a result of you bungee jumping. Oh no, it was it the, 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 the two things. Are, just to be clear, the two things are in, that are not connected. <laughs> it's just that's. I remember that the date of his death, period because it was the day that I did a, a bungee jump. My next one's Buzz. Ah, uh, related to interactions I've had with famous people. Oh, I love this. Okay, so three of them. Um, I managed to offend Bill Clinton within five seconds of shaking his hand. <laughs> I once punched Tony Robinson in the arse live on, the, on, live on television. Uh, I once bumped into Paul Young in a bar and knocked a whole tray of drinks over, or his whole tray of drinks over. Wow. Where was the, where was the, where, where was the bar with, Paul, with, um, with In uh, Manchester. Ah, uh, you see, that seems plausible because... He'd, he'd definitely have done a gig there or be hanging around there, wouldn't he? Tell me about Bill Clinton, because that's that's the most intriguing one. Bill Clinton was at the uh, was at the Ryder Cup at the K Club in Dublin. Or not Dublin, in Kildare. Ooh. And um, we were stood at the rope, and he and... This is bizarre. He, Michael Jordan, and... Um, and... Uh, one of the Bush... I can't remember which one it was. They they were all walking past. And everyone was just like really shocked. Like, can okay, I so I stuck my hand out to shake his hand and I shook his hand and immediately sniffed my fingers and said I could smell Monica. <laughs> See, that does sound like you, to be fair. So <laughs> the only thing about the Tony Robinson one is I think we spoke about this the other day that when we were talking about that my mate was on there on uh, Soccer AM with The Rock and your guest was Tony Robinson. So I think that one's true. Ooh, Paul Young. See, I reckon, I reckon you did shake Bill Clinton's hand, and you, knowing you, you did fucking sniff your fingers because you're just like that. I'm gonna go that you didn't spill Paul Young's drinks. That's correct. I just called him a prick. <laughs> yep, I, di- I didn't spill his drinks. I just called him a prick for pushing him in front of me at a bar. Oh, you pushed in. Oh, well, that's well deserved then. Yeah, exactly. And it was the same night I had an argument with Carol Decker about Bob the Builder. So oh, perhaps God. I was a bit drunk and leery, but who knows? <laughs> the jury's out on that. So, so I love the story about Bill Clinton. Yeah, he, I mean, he was quite smiling. Then I shook his hand, and then yeah, like immediately, like I thought I was going to get fucking. I thought it was, it was a sniper was going to take me down. He was that annoyed about it. But... <laughs> ah well. Right, are you ready? Hmm. This is, this is quite a long one. Up until the age of 20, I owned a cellophane-wrapped first copy of The Amazing Spider-Man from 1968. But I lost it because I eventually lost it because I'd moved houses so many times that when I went to sort of go through my collection one day to find, like, all, I basically lost all my comics. I used to have a really good collection of comics. And I've just found out recently that a mint edition, it was a UK one, uh, could reach as much as £10,000. So I'm gutted about that. Ooh. I watched five seasons of Breaking Bad, that's 61 episodes, in nine days, so I could be up to date in time for the last ever episode when it was shown on Netflix. And uh, I'm an in-real-life friends with a porn star, an actual porn star. Right, okay. So one of my friends is a porn star. Uh, Breaking Bad, watched it all in nine days, and... I lost a potential £10,000. I always remember that one because it's the most expensive one. I had some other nice ones, but... Okay. I'm going for... I mean, they all are plausible, which is obviously the idea of this game, isn't it? (laughs) 
Um, I'm going to say that the Breaking Bad thing is true just because I did the same thing with 24. Oh, yes. Um, 24 season four or five was coming out, so we got like box set, an old school box set on DVD and fired through it. That, so that is 72 episodes, right? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, literally got to work knackered because we've been up till four in the morning. That, yeah. So I'm going to say that's true. Um, uh, you could quite easily be friends with the Paul star. Um, but I'm going to say that is the... I'm going to say that's 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 the lie because I think the Spider-Man thing's true as well. I'm a great bullshitter. <laughs> God's sake. Stupid. I, this is a stupid idea, Buzz. <laughs> so I have a real life friend of the porn star. Um, I met her through the tattooing world. Okay. Um, uh, she used to get tattooed at the same shop as me. And when I went to Brighton Tattoo Convention, I met her there. And I've talked to her and her husband ever since. Uh, I did have a very significant collection of comics, but Spider-Man number one wasn't one of them. Baz, I don't think I'm ever going to trust you again. <laughs> and that's just the level of bitterness at losing this game that I'm, I'm willing to carry for the rest of my days. Okay. All right, then. Um, I've got three more. So, right, here we go. Uh, here's a little fun one, Baz. Um I'm a big fan of um, shops that have puns in their name. Oh, yeah. So I've got three for you. Okay. <laughs> right? We should do a whole episode on this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, there's a florist in Milton Keynes called Back to the Future. <sighs> Beautiful. There's an optometrist in San Francisco called Icarumba. <laughs> <laughs> and our local plumber's merchant is called Tap of the Morning. <laughs> oh, See, these are really difficult because, like, obviously, there are obviously famous ones that, that people know, but like, I'm just going to go for the one I like the most just because, like, it's going to be a pure guess. I'm going to go for Tap of the Morning. You think Tap of the Morning is fake? Is fake. Two, yeah. Fucking hell, Buzz. <laughs> it is my favourite one of, the, of all of oh, them. Oh, good. I mean, I'm glad that I'm better at it than people who've actually done it then. That's okay. I don't mind losing then. Um, but if I'm better at making puns than people who've actually made puns for shops before. Um, the current scores are 11-4. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I think it's beyond reach. I just want to make this like as a statement right now before we go any further. I have been like completely decimated in quizzes with you in the past. <laughs> this is payback for the TikTok <laughs> quizzes, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I once played a round of golf with Eddie the Eagle Edwards. <laughs> I once picked the first five horses home in the Grand National. And I own a paintball mask that I've never worn to to play paintball with. Okay. Um, quick gut feel on this one is the paintball mask, I reckon is true because you own loads of shit. Um, <laughs> you know, you own loads of weird shit and even stuff that's not very useful, like the drumsticks you just demonstrated. You own drumsticks but can't play the fucking drums. So that's why... <laughs> exactly. Thanks for proving my point. So we... Um, so I'm saying that's that the, the, the paintball mask is true. Um, Eddie the Eagle Edwards... Or the Grand National. 
or the Grand National. Um, I think it's quite feasible to pick the five first home. So I'm going to say Eddie the Eagle Edwards is a lie. Yes, you're true. Hey! You're right. <laughs> it's about time, Baz. Right then, I've got two more to go. I've been flown by helicopter into the Grand Canyon to have a picnic. Um, I proposed to my wife by the Hoover Dam in front of our friends and she laughed because she didn't think I was serious. And I've ridden a Harley Davidson down Route 66. I know that you've travelled quite a bit, as you said earlier, and I think you've done quite a few experience things. So I'd say you've I would say you've definitely ridden a Harley down Route 66 because, you know, you're a man that, like you said, like fast cars and vehicles and stuff. And the helicopter thing, it does sound like something you would do because, like, helicopters are pretty cool, right? And then to go into the Grand Canyon. I've got a feeling that I know how you proposed, Emma. I'm not sure why. And I think she laughed at you, but I don't think it was in front of the Hoover Dam or in front of anybody. So I'm going to go that... The fake one is that you proposed in front to Emma in front of the, the Hoover Dam. Well, you've fallen right into <laughs> my trap. Ah, go on then. <laughs> because I know we've spoken about me drunkenly proposing to Emma in a beer yeah. garden, and she, yeah. But this is when I proposed to her because we renewed our vows after ten years. So I proposed again. Nicely played, sir. Genius, eh? <laughs> Evil genius to try and get a point back. So which one is the fake one? The fake one is I haven't ridden a Harley down Route 66. In fact, I've never ridden a motorbike. Oh, okay. The reason I've never ridden a motorbike is because they're very, very dangerous. And I know that if I did ride a motorbike, I would fucking love it. Yes. So I've literally never ridden a motorbike because I know I would love it. Yeah, see, I had a motorbike when I was young and I crashed it and, like... I basically have a like a gimpy leg ever since then. To be fair, so I'd, hey kids, don't ride a motorbike; it's dangerous. Is that the medical term, Buzz? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we also know somebody who lost his actual arm in a motorbike accident. So, oh yeah, and I've got a friend who lost the use of his arm in a motorbike accident. So let's not let's not do it then. I'm, yeah. I, I was, I'm right not to ride a motorbike because I know I'd fucking love it, and uh, I can't trust myself on something as fast and dangerous as that. Oh, I love the fact this podcast turned into a sort of a, a safety advisory bit. Right, okay. I had a fight in Sainsbury's on a Saturday afternoon. I threw my assailant into a big stack of milk and the whole thing came crashing down. I had tickets for Live Aid in 1995. But I couldn't bother to go as I thought it was going to be shit. Turns out, <laughs> turns out it's one of the biggest events in the world ever. And to make it worse, the tickets are only £5. Uh, but twenty pound, twenty five pound. But there's a twenty pound. It was a charity, so five pound a ticket. I couldn't be bothered. I actually had tickets, and I said no. I didn't could be bothered to go. And in my fifty five years as a as a person on this planet, I've never had hiccups. Okay, well, as implausible as not having hiccups at all ever in fifty five years sounds, I think you having a fight in Sainsbury's is bollocks. And here's my reasoning, Baz, because you said you push somebody into a stack of milk. I've never in 48 years seen milk stacked in a supermarket. Oh, okay. It's in a fridge. Yeah, go on. Okay, so I think the fight in Sainsbury's is bollocks. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> where, do the, where do you shop that they stack milk? UHT milk, Mike. UHT milk. 
you XT milk don't fucking count. <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah so basically i was in sainsbury's with my daughter who was about seven at the time and uh a group of lads that i threw out of a nightclub where i worked on the friday night bumped into me and started like following me and then uh he was like going out oh, you know so it's just you on your own now and i was like well hang on a minute so i said to brian well no i've got my seven-year-old daughter she's she's handy <laughs> so i said to i said to my daughter who's seven at the time just go down the aisle a minute and there's I'm going to have a look at the suites at the bottom of the aisle where I can still see you. And the moment she started walking off, I grabbed him, picked him up, and literally launched him into a big stack of UHT milk. And uh, it, him and his friends all chipped, basically. Oh, mate, you've you've done me on your technicality, on your milk technicality. Yeah, it was a big stack of UHT milk. And, 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 and I did actually have tickets for, for Live Aid, for fuck's sake. And I, said, wow. and I, was, I was like, oh, I can't be bothered to go. I knew that. I knew. I knew that one was true because I, I could hear the despair in your voice as you were telling us about it. <laughs> After all this time, I'm still like, yeah, exactly. What a, still what hurts, a, what a prick! <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> right then, uh, one more each, Baz, and then we'll tot up the final scores. And yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll need your fucking useless drumsticks to do uh, to, to, to do a drum roll for who wins this. Like, but right, last one. Go on then. Um, my wife is related to both Mickey Quinn and Fergal Sharkey. My dog has more than double the number of Instagram followers as I do. And when I appeared on Soccer AM, Tim Lovejoy told me off for being funny. I <laughs> oh, see. The first one is because obviously I can't remember if Mickey Quinn is actually. So Mickey Quinn's an Irish name, right? But he did play for Newcastle. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that and Fergal Shark is Irish, and Emma, even though she's got a, like a, a Geordie accent, is Irish. I know this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that one. Although you could just you could be leading me down a garden path here just because of those sort of coincidences. Uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, uh, Tim Tim Lovejoy telling you for being funny. Yeah, yeah. See, I've heard stories about Tim Lovejoy, like. Some, you know, someone who knows him. So that sounds like he might have told you for being funny. And what was the other one? Uh, that my dog has more than double the number of Instagram followers than I do. Mate, I see. I should know this. I should fucking know this, shouldn't I? Because it's like <laughs> you're you're on social media, and I know that your dog's got a social media account. Ah, oh, shit. Mm. I'm gonna go. I think you've tried to stitch me up here because you're so you've always stitched me up. I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go for you think that I would you probably think that I'd be clever and go for Mickey Quinn and Fergal Sharky, so I think that's the fake one. Um you're quite correct. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's, Fuck, you know. this well, is, not for the reason you think. Oh go on then. Um I said that my wife is related to both Mickey Quinn and Fergal Sharky. She's not. She's related to Niall Quinn and Fergal Sharkey. <laughs> <laughs> right, Buzz, last one, and this is effectively your fucking lap of honour. I got sent home from school a number of times for not wearing school uniform or, or not adhering to the, uh, the, yeah, the uniform code. The best one, though, is I got sent home for having bleached blonde hair. Okay. Uh, whilst on holiday with the lads in Magaluf... I can't remember the year, so it must be in the 90s. I pulled a nice young lady on a night out and I took her back to our shared apartment. But when I got there, uh, the apartment 
already had some of the, the the lads I was sharing the apartment with. They were there with uh, with with women as well. So I went out to the lounge and started, you know, heavy petting. Let's just use that term. <laughs> but one of the other lads came back and then like wouldn't leave the lounge, so I couldn't get it on any further. So we decided to go into the bathroom because it's a it's a room you can lock. And uh, so without being too graphic, we were. She was on all fours and I was inspecting like the ceiling from kneeling behind her. But I was so excited, I managed to thrust her forward to the point that she banged her head on the bath and knocked herself out. <laughs> There's okay. one. Uh, this is another drunken one. On a drunken night out in Bedford Town Centre, I got into a mock fight with some of my friends. So we were, we were basically sparring. And whilst trying to perform a kung fu kick, I flicked off one of my loafers and it went so high it landed on the canopy outside of Debenham's roof. <laughs> this is that, that isn't the story. So I attempted to climb up the side of Debenham's and while I was halfway up, the police stopped me and uh, ordered me down and um, they arrested me for trying to break into uh, Debenham's. <laughs> and I obviously tried to plead my case saying, Look, I've got a I've got a shoe up there. Anyway, they took me to the station, let me go on the, the next morning. And then on Monday morning, I had to go to Debenhams and ask if I could go inside and go onto the canopy and get my shoe back, which was still up there. So that, that one. Um, okay. I'm going to say that the school one is not true because I really want to think that you've, um, you've, Tapped a woman into one uh, into uh, into knocking herself out, and the uh, and that you've done a kung fu kick, and your loafer's gone flying. So the false one is I didn't knock a girl out in a bathroom in Magaluf. <laughs> oh, Buzz, Buzz, you disappoint me. Um, it's a, tr a true story, but not mine. Okay, well, it's, yeah, you, you disappoint me in that, that that you didn't do that, but you also disappoint me in the fact that. You've, uh, in the game of who is the best bullshitter, um, Baz, <laughs> frankly, um, I'm never going to be able to trust you again because you won 14-6. <laughs> we, we could carry on talking, but, um, but, I'm, but, but I'm just bitterly disappointed in myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, frankly, Baz, I can't trust you ever again. Um, so I, I, I would like to hope that this is a hollow victory. Um, because, yes, you have won the Who's the Best Bullshitter competition, um, <laughs> but you've lost the trust of a very, very good friend. So on that bombshell, <laughs> we will leave it there. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to do all the subscribing and all that kind of stuff. And if you've listened this far, email us to mildlypodcast at gmail.com and said, I want a prize for sticking it through to the end. If you yes. email us with... I deserve a prize for sticking it through to the end to mildlypodcast at gmail.com. I will send you an actual prize. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. See you later. Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. They can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MildlyPod or if they want to get hold of us they can email us at mildlypodcast at gmail.com or they can go to the website which is daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast